Joining me today on Moving Radio is the director of a brand new documentary that uh, that has definitely some local relevance for sure. And uh, many people, if they haven't heard of it, they will know of this place that we're going to be talking about. But the film itself, before we get to that, is Summer Camp. Uh, and it's a screening that's going to be at the Northwest. It, well, it's supported by Northwest Fest, but really it's more of its kind of individual screening on November 4th at 4 p.m. at your favorite art house cinema in Edmonton, the Metro Cinema. And our guest today, of course, is the director of the documentary Summer Camp, is Jen Markwitz. Jen, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's really good to have you. When I heard about Summer Camp um, when it was uh, screening earlier this year in Toronto, I was like, this is a fantastic idea. I'm so glad somebody chose to do this. And I was very excited to see it. Um, I know a little bit about it already. I'm sure some people in, in listening to this have heard of Camp Firefly. But why don't you give us a, a better description since you've lived it and shot it yourself than yeah, I have sure. or, or that a publicist gave me. What is Summer Camp all about? Summer Camp tells the story of one summer session at Camp Firefly, which is um, it's a five-day session of overnight camp for teens from the queer non-binary trans community and it's just it it's it's near calgary it's on a ymca campground the initiative that puts it together is the center for sexuality out of calgary a really fantastic organization yeah i mean had an idea like this been gestating for you for a while did you feel like this is a topic that was ripe because i can almost see how you're like, there's a lot of potential here. And it's that idea of a summer camp is something familiar for people. But um, maybe for yourself, you're like, I don't know if I've got the right way to do it. And because it's such an, like a unique experience too, that you feel like is, is a documentary can be invasive too. Before we get to that, like, where did the idea for you start? I grew up in the city and I was an occasional summer camp kid so I wasn't part of the sort of cult of summer camp, but I was a queer kid. So I was part of the cult of queer and I can certainly relate to, um, to the thought that, you know, queer teens often miss out on a lot of formative experiences that are not afforded to them because of the lack of community around them. And so when this project and this camp came into my orbit, you know, when they, you know, the concept of like um, flowing downstream when something feels very easy and very right. It, it just, it, it really just felt like that. It fell into place before I knew it, I was on set. And then before I knew it, the film was done. Whereas, you know, a couple years prior, if you'd asked me if I had a feature film in my future, I would have said, probably no because I was working pretty solidly in 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 tv at the time so it was really like a genesis of who I am and what this camp represents that all came together in this one magical Venn diagram and actually to add to that you said um you mentioned something about in terms of not wanting to be too invasive I think it's really important when Stories are told by members of their own community. And I made it very clear to the teens at camp by bringing with me a crew of almost entirely queer and trans creatives, people that these teens could see themselves reflected in. Um, I brought this, this a crew with me so that everybody at camp knew that I 
knew that we were all coming from the same place and we were telling our stories as a community as opposed to looking through a non-queer lens um, in, in, in telling the story of the teens at this camp, which I think is really important because for such a long time throughout film history and media history in general, not all communities have had the opportunity to tell their own stories. So for this particular project, I think it was it was a necessity. And I think because we were, because as the storyteller, I do come from that community, I think that the access that we got was very um, intimate because of that, because of that trust. We're speaking on Zoom today on Moving Radio with the director of the documentary film Summer Camp. You can see it at the Metro Cinema. It's presented by Northwest Fest, but you can see it on November 4th at 4 p.m. I would definitely check out getting tickets for that at metrocinema.org. It should be a really interesting afternoon. So, Jan, we just talked a little bit about the kind of overview of the film itself. Maybe for anybody that's uninitiated and then all they've done is they've simply heard of the camp. This is obviously a vehicle for people to understand what actually happens there and mm-hmm. what what are the experiences and the relationships and the connections and, you know, the foundational things that happen for these people at the camp. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, some of the things that people, you know, without obviously giving away too much, can kind of expect to see about some of the the people involved in this film. To be honest. The things that happen at Camp Firefly are pretty normal growing up. They're pretty normal teen experiences. You know, there's archery, there's horseback riding, there's arts and crafts, there's a dance. And then on top of that, there are a number of services and workshops available for these queer non-binary trans teens that are identity workshops in case... uh, in the case of a lot of these young people, they've never had a chance to talk about who they are or to really voice any of the questions they have about growing up queer in in a society that isn't always welcoming. So what they get out of going to this camp is not only a very beautifully typical overnight camp experience, but they're also given tools to help them grow into happy, healthy, well-adjusted, older queer people, which is not something that every generation of queer people has been afforded. And so I think it's the Center for Sexuality's goal, and it was also my goal as a creative, to make sure that the kids at this camp, certainly that I caught on camera, would be represented in a way that would show them as individuals that they could have a normal life. So what were some of those things that maybe you as, as not only the filmmaker, the artist seeing this and, you know, these children's lives playing out during that summertime that, that you kind of looked at and you're like, this is an incredibly unique experience. Um, And maybe in some ways for yourself and maybe some of the other crew members too, I'm sure you were looking at it and thinking like, man, I wish there was something kind of like this. Although possibly at this point, you might have had some crew members that went through it. So what were some of those things that you saw that you were like, man, I'm so glad this element of the camp exists. And maybe that's something that I, I wish would have been an afforded an opportunity to even more people. Well, I think the first thing I really noticed was that the subjects of the film were really interested in getting to know the crew. When we arrived on day one, we put down all our cameras and all our gear and went through uh, and, and introduced ourselves 
and stated kind of who, where we felt we fit within the spectrum of the queer community and any other communities that we also fit into as well. And not a lot of the young people at camp had met queer people older than them. And all of a sudden there were, you know, a dozen of us standing before them, all, you know, healthy, gainfully employed, responsible <laughs> adults. Um, and they they kind of never had that um they'd never had that kind of role model in their vicinity before. So it was, it was really magical to, to witness the young people from camp talking to the crew and really getting to know them. And some of the questions that they would ask as well were just very enlightening and very beautiful. And it made me think about my youth as well, not having had the chance to ask anybody that. And in terms of the camp activities that I found, um, really especially lovely I have to say the fact that they have a dance really really strikes a chord in me because I remember as a kid there were so many layers you know teenagers just want to dance with their crushes or their friends and there were so many layers to that when I was a kid even if I'd ever had a chance to be at a dance and to dance with a crush I knew it would have been surrounded by people who would have othered me. And so I couldn't even as a kid conceive of the fact that there would ever be a space for me as a teen where I could dance with who I wanted and I and I would raise no alarm bells and I knew I could just be myself and not be perceived and just fly away with the music the way that we all love to do as kids and as adults too. I mean, if you go to a Bruce Springsteen concert, you see people just losing their minds. Queer teens don't really have a chance to do that around community all the time. I mean, I didn't, I, I certainly didn't, but um, I think the world is slowly changing. And what I saw at camp was these kids just living in their truest forms in their euphoric states at this dance. It was just, it was amazing to look at. And if I'm being honest, I had to cut myself out of a lot of footage because I was enjoying it so much and like re reliving my own youth as we, as we were filming it, because it was just like, the most fun I've ever had. And you can kind of see that in the scene as well. You can see that these kids are just living in their moment. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Jen Markowitz, director of the documentary film Summer Camp. You can catch it at the Metro Cinema this Saturday, November 4th at 4 p.m. So, Jen, I, something you kind of alluded to before, something I'm always interested to talk to documentary filmmakers about, is that fact of the relationship that... It is, I think it's impossible to, to avoid, and I think it's also necessary, but at the same time, there's a level of like, oh, where does the objectivity start? And I, th I think that can be uh, difficult, but if it's something where you're like, I've got to be able to make a relationship with the, the people in this place that I'm trying to document to give it the most authentic feel possible – I think you you have no choice but to, in some ways, try to create that relationship. How do you balance filming that uh, and being in that environment and trying to get as many natural moments as possible, as well as probably acknowledging you're like, I know those kids and seeing them experience that is so special. Um, I'm just I'm I'm happy for them. How do you kind of separate like the the person who kind of is like the mentor, maybe friend? to like the, you know, the director brain that has to record all this and get it down. I think when I approach directing, I, I 
treat myself as an accomplice to whatever it is the subjects are going to be doing. I tend to get my hands dirty with whatever activity I end up filming. I've done this every time, every time that I've been on set as a director, I do that. Um, if that means I produced a couple seasons of Canada's drag race. And so I'd often be in the workroom sewing or cutting fabric or just learning things along with the drag artists who were there. I worked on food shows and I'd be on the assembly line learning what they were doing. Like I, I, I try to integrate myself into whatever my subjects are doing because it's interesting to me. It's not, it's not for me to forge a relationship with them, although it does do that. But I do, I think when I was on set at Firefly, when we were filming summer camp, there was so much going on that would stop me dead in my tracks and make me think about my own childhood. And it really kept me in line um, when it had to do with balancing a certain level of heart with a certain level of sort of ferociously going after storylines. You can kind of see that in the footage. Like there's a, a lot of the scenes in this film really just, sit back and watch things unfold. There were, for most of the scenes that that you'll end up seeing in the film, I didn't really have much input as we were filming. I would chat with my subjects before we started rolling, figure out what they wanted to chat about, maybe suggest one or two things that if they were on board with, they would end up chatting about. They always knew if they didn't wanna talk about whatever I was suggesting, they wouldn't have to. And then I just kind of sat back I think that most of the storytelling that you see in the film was done before we even showed up to set in the two or three months that I spent getting to know the campers. There's always a tendency, because I come from the TV world, there's always a tendency to pivot with the story, like constantly be on my toes, changing directions with the story. And this was the first time I was really giving myself permission to watch things unfold as they would because also I didn't want to ruin the camp experience for these kids by like running them around all over the place trying to film stuff that they weren't going to naturally do the crew and I tended to just follow them from activity to activity and we kind of stayed out of their faces with the cameras as much as we could while integrating ourselves as like the personalities around camp the same way that the counselors were my goal, the crew's goal was to just integrate with the camp staff so that we weren't apparent as the film team every time we showed up. So the campers would just keep doing their thing and they'd know we were there and we'd be quietly shooting it and letting things unfold as they were. You know, you talk about your experience in television as well um that i'd kind of looked up and whether that is with something that's scripted or, or non-scripted uh when you refer to something like drag race uh which by the way my wife loves canada's drag race so yeah you know Excellent. thank you for Excellent. entertaining her for hours <laughs> <laughs> yes but i i was always curious about like and i think you kind of alluded to a little bit of it of just that difference in the work ethic, because from people that I've known, they've been like, you know, there's obviously much more significant deadlines when you're working on a television series because, you know, you've got to hit this mark. And and for you, there's a, a certain amount of a deadline, but it feels like 
in doing something like summer camp, it's a lot, it's a little bit more creative latitude. Would you say that's accurate? And if so, like, what did that allow you to do that you maybe haven't been able to do before with your experience in either television or film? I'll say there was a lot of creative latitude in the sense that my collaborators, they did not come to the table with preconceived notions about what the film was going to look like or be. And they kind of left it up to the creative team to really do what felt right. But on the other hand, we showed up to camp and five days later, we knew we had to go home five days later and we kind of had no idea how things were going to go. So it was a little, it was a lot of freedom, but then there were many times where I was thinking, what the hell am I doing here? Like I, <laughs> I was kind of flying, we were, we were flying by the seat of our pants at the same time with the trust that, you know, each scene we got that was full of heart, it allowed us to trust that the, that the end product would come together well. I didn't quite see how this film was going to turn out as we were shooting it, but I knew that we were okay at the same time. And that I'm really not used to because when you're in TV, you have every scene planned before the camera even rolls when you work in competition shows or you work in, you know, reality shows. So that was a huge difference. And, you know, there are benefits to both uh, formats for sure, but this was wildly outside what, what I, um, what my brain was pre-programmed to do. So it was, it was a great way of kind of unchaining myself from some of my um, tendencies from working in the industry for, you know, 20 years from working in TV. Now for, uh, for anybody who's listening, do you want to give them an opportunity? Like maybe this is after the, the actual screening that's on Saturday, November 4th at the Metro cinema. Maybe they're listening to this a little bit later on. Um, how could people connect with the film uh, beyond just seeing it or maybe even before seeing it? Clearly we're talking about, we're leading them to social media at this point, right? Yep. The film does have a, an Instagram that uh, is going to list all of the upcoming festival screenings. We have a few coming up in the next couple of months and probably a whole bunch more next year. So that's just summer camp. Camp is spelled with a Q and you know, the whole team is, the whole team is on Instagram and other places and pretty easy to find based on, based on finding the the summer camp Instagram. It's a pretty easy map to decode once you find the film. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key there for our audience is the Q in camp. It's a summer camp with a Q instead of a C. Uh, and I it, would. Oh, can yeah, I add uh, one thing? Of course you can add everything you want. Aside from, you know, the official um, social media stuff for the film, the the Center for Sexuality in Calgary is who runs the camp and they have a website that does accept donations. So if you are if you have seen the film and you love the film and you feel so inclined, Center for Sexuality in Calgary is where I would love to see a lot of money going <laughs> as a result of some of these screenings, because they certainly do change the lives of these young people and provide a really safe and smart and warm and, as I said before, a very safe place for these young queer people to, to grow up. Yeah, and I think that's a really important t point, too. And I think that's maybe, you know, what the film is meant to do is not necessarily to raise funds, but you know, to to have an audience really understand what goes on, because you can be like myself, who is supportive, 
uh, but is in the outside and just hearing what the camp is about and and get on board with it. But once you actually see what goes on there and connect to those people there, I think that and that's when you're creating meaningful connections for people that might be outside the camp or never end up going there. I think that everybody who sees the film is either a queer teen, once was a queer teen, or is an ally. And for the allies watching, I think it really does give a sense of just how special this community is and just how much they should be protected from harm by those who care about them, who are from outside of that community. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this film we're talking about is Summer Camp. It's going to be screening uh, on behalf of Northwest Fest. They're sponsoring it. And it's going to be happening at the Metro Cinema. Again, you can see it Saturday, November 4th at 4 p.m. That's the only screening at the Metro Cinema right now. Our guest has been Jen Markowitz. Jen, thank you so much for taking your time. And uh, thank you so much for the film. I know that you know as much as there's only a single screening here at the Metro Cinema, it's definitely going to be finding an audience later on here, not only in this province, but across the country and internationally. Thank you, Christian. You have a great radio voice, Christian. <laughs> I think yeah, you're on uh, the right path. <laughs> <laughs> well, if only it wasn't volunteer radio, Jen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I would be. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Christian.